This content was brought to you by ReloQuest, your innovative travel management solution. Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. So welcome to the latest Service Department News Podcast. I'm George Sell, Editor of Service Department News, and I'm joined today by Mark Skinner, partner at hotel advisory firm The Highland Group, and Eric Myers, VP of Franchise Development at My Place Hotels of America. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Today, we are going to talk about the uh, extended stay market in the US and how it is proving particularly resilient uh, against the current coronavirus situation, uh, particularly at the uh, economy end of the market. Um, Mark, uh, the the segment is looking really healthy compared with traditional hotels uh, in the US. Can you give us some numbers to, to um, illustrate this and offer your thoughts on the main reasons for it? Yes, um, I can do. Uh, for the month of March, uh, according to STR, hotel RevPAR declined 52% rounded uh, compared to March 2019, just for the month. Uh, for comparison, all extended stay hotels declined 38%, but the breakout uh, reveals some, some big differences. The economy extended stay segment declined 9% rev part during the same period. So it's about a fifth of the decline of the overall hotel industry. Mid-price extended stay were at 32%, and upscale extended stay were at 45 So all three segments were well below the overall hotel industry decline. Um, a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one, the product itself, uh, having kitchens, relatively low staffing, is very compatible to a lot of the demand that is left uh, out traveling and using hotels. Just a couple of examples, the healthcare industry, uh, FEMA uh, and uh, first responders uh, that are going into help particularly back areas. And uh, the product's well suited with kitchens in every room and uh, you can go to the grocery store, they're open in most areas, restaurants might not, and uh, uh, eat and live in your rooms, still essentially practicing social distancing, whereas you might not be able to do that uh, in uh, alternative accommodation. The other reason, the main one at the lower price end and why that segment has been least impacted is because it has a relatively high uh, percentage of really long-term essentially residential guests. Uh, they have not been affected uh, by the travel uh, restrictions uh, anywhere near as much as your typical leisure or business traveler. Uh, a final note on it, the construction industry is a big generator of demand for extended stay hotels at the lower price end. And by and large, bigger construction projects, particularly um, critical ones and infrastructure, have continued. 
Okay, thanks, Mark. Eric, does this tally with your experience across your uh, portfolio at my place? Yeah, um, you know, I'll probably touch on a few a few of the same things that Mark just just talked about. But uh, but yeah, you know, the numbers that that Mark discussed um, are are very similar to what we see here at my place. Uh, you know, the the as a brand, these numbers kind of line up with what we've been experiencing. Um, there's still good extended stay demand. Um, our national sales team, you know, has been able to uh, to work through that demand and and actually over the next 30 days here, uh, we have, you know, they've contributed 47% of our business um, from the national sales team. So so they're still making those connections and and uh, a lot of that business is coming from what Mark touched on uh, construction workers that are still able to to work on projects in in certain states uh, that is still available. So uh, we've been capitalizing on that um, and then healthcare providers uh, and families that that may have been displaced or or moving during this time. So um, we've been able to uh, to capitalize on some of those situations. Um, Actually, in fact, in in certain markets, uh, we have properties that are that are actually up year to date uh, over 2019. Um, you know, as a brand, we had focused on market placement. Uh, so, in suburban areas and interstate markets, and and they continue to show demand for extended stay products. So, um, as of today, uh, we currently have five projects that are under construction. Uh, across the country, so we're excited about that part, um, and we're continuing conversations with with prospective franchisees. So um, we we really like this segment, uh, the extended stay segment, and uh, we're excited to be a part of that. Um, we've been working with our current uh, existing franchisees. Uh, we put in place a analytical weekly star report uh, related to their comp set, so that they can really focus on revenue management during these time periods. Um, you know, along with that, uh, they work with our revenue management team from the brand. So uh, a lot of communication has, has helped a lot of operators get through this time. Um, by implementing that tool, we were able to see and, and actually track uh, market shares. And we've been gaining market share uh, in each of our comp sets. Um, so definitely seeing that, that swing towards extended stay. Um, you know, with our 40 years in the hospitality business, uh, we really, it really led us to the, the seeing the demand for extended stay um, and the, the growing demand uh, even five, six years ago. But but now it's really come come to light. And, uh, you know, Mark touched on it, having the kitchen in the room um, gives that guest the, the feeling of safety that they can just stay in their room, um, grab groceries, uh, you know, be able to, to have that kind of that flight to safety feel so they don't have to go out as much. Um, and I think that really brings a lot of value to the guest. Mm -hmm. um, Mark, from, from this side of the pond, it seems that there are some quite large regional variations in, in the effects of the virus, the numbers of cases, uh, and also with how um, different uh, states are, are dealing with it. Is there a big variation in how um, the hospitality sector in the main has been affected? Um, yes, uh, I think um, the bigger markets, uh, urban areas uh, with heavy international travel have been hit the hardest. Uh, 
And obviously in the case of New York, if that would qualify on that score totally, but it's also had very high uh, incidences of uh, COVID, um, then the tertiary markets uh, have been less affected and the interstates, the more rural areas, less populated, uh, have not felt the impact uh, as much as the as the urban centers, uh, gateway markets, um, which have a lot of air travel related demand as opposed to driving demand. Mm -hmm. um, Eric, have the different rules between states reg regarding uh, lockdown affected any of your properties? Um, not, not really as far as the actual operations of the property. Uh, you know, initially when the state started issuing the stay at home orders uh, and the essential business orders, um, you know, each state was a little different, uh, and you really had to, to read through the criteria to make sure that, that the hotels, uh, still fit the essential business. Um, but once we got through that hurdle and, uh, and each state and we realized that, that yes, we hotels do fit the essential business. Um, we were able to continue operations. Uh, you know, our national sales team immediately started reaching out to uh, municipalities and hospitals um, to offer, you know, our facility as a clean, safe environment uh, for first responders. Um, you know, we put together flyers for the properties uh, from the brand level. Uh, flyers for the properties and, and immediately started, you know, our social media campaigns to open those efforts. Uh, then in uh, even as early as March, early March, uh, the brand supplied um, all properties with the AHLA handbook uh, as far as COVID guidelines. Um, so we provided that to make sure that all the operators knew exactly what they needed to do uh, in order to keep their properties open and clean. Um, and, you know, it's it's really been our goal uh, to be the ultimate resource for our franchisees. Um, and I'm proud to say that that in all 26 states, uh, all 55 of our properties are open and operating. So um, it's been a trying time, but uh, but, yeah, we're getting through it. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more about some of the initiatives you, you've brought in to support the properties and, and the communities uh, in which they serve, particularly the, the, the first responders? Yeah, um, you know, as I touched a little bit earlier, uh, right away the national sales team reached out um, to try to secure some of that business uh, and and you know help with providing clean facilities uh, so they had a safe place to stay. Um, in addition to that, uh, my place, Hotels of America, has uh, announced the launch of a uh, um, brand awareness program. Uh, but basically to help our heroes um, initiative, which was a campaign dedicated to providing financial support for first responders. Uh, so between now and May 31st, uh, guests that guests that uh, want to help support first responders by using the promo code um, help our heroes. Uh, if they book stays between now and December 31st uh, for each qualifying reservation, my place Hotel of America will donate 5% of the cost of the room to the first responders children's foundation so um we've, we've really been trying to 
do what we can uh, to help first responders and, and also help our operators get through this time period. Great. Um, Mark, there's been quite a lot of um, focus, obviously, on the sector's performance lately. You know, it's one of the one of the few bright spots in hospitality at the moment. Do you think this strong performance is likely to continue uh, post pandemic? And, and do you think the spotlight that uh, it's enjoying in industry media might um, be reflected by the uh, investment and uh, investment community and uh, the major hospitality groups? Will they be uh, looking with a renewed interest at extended stay? Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um... I think this the segment, uh, particularly at the lower price points, are going to um, weather the storm uh, better than the overall hotel industry. Um, I think coming out of it, um, the the question will be, uh, what happens when the extended stay hotels that are currently closed which are predominantly in the upper mid-price and upscale category, when they reopen, plus the rooms that were under construction, which were both in those categories and numbered about 40,000, 45,000 at the end of the year, when they start effectively becoming back, back into competitive supply, uh, they're going to be... Um, going after business, if history repeats itself, which is longer term in nature and discounted. So it, it could become more competitive uh, within the extended stay segment itself. Um, but I would expect it to emerge um, from this crisis, uh, particularly at the lower price points, again demonstrating uh, greater resilience against um, economic shocks, if you like. Uh, I know already that um, uh, private equity is taking another look uh, at the economy segment in particular, uh, because um, it has performed so, so well during the last um, 30 days or so, longer i mean we're already well into april the data's not out yet but i'm hearing anecdotally it's still going uh and um uh, i think that uh, the institutions will um will take another look uh coming out and um i think the outlook is uh is very very good for the sector under the circumstances great stuff mark eric thanks very much for your time Thanks for listening to the Service Department News Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio. This November, IHM is launching the Urban Living Festival in London, welcoming urban innovators and investors at the cutting edge of contemporary hospitality and real estate. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to reconnect with your peers and investors face to face while helping to define where we stay, live and work. For more details, visit urbanlivingfestival.com.